Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrological podcast where we explore the cosmic landscape for the month. We offer wellness suggestions, a tarot card to dig into, just stuff to help you become more conscious and live a more well-intended and mindful life. So this is our October edition of So Divine, and October is going to be kind of an intense month, which, you know, actually is very October because it is the month of Halloween, which is the spiritual new year. And also it's the time where we get into those Scorpio energies and we dig a little bit deeper and we go a little bit more into the darkness and the mystery. So speaking of Scorpio, let's talk a little bit about Pluto. So Pluto actually has gone direct. And Stephanie, why don't you just talk to us a little bit about what that shift means? Okay. So in September 30th, the day before the month of October began, Pluto stationed direct. Now, as we've talked about in other podcasts, when a planet stations, when it's turning direct or it's turning retrograde, the days before and the days after, that planet slows down to shift directions. So here we are in the beginning of October with Pluto now just turning direct and moving slowly, and we're having this very concentrated orientation towards this Pluto archetype. Right? So it opens up. October opens up. It's heavy. It's intense. It's about the depths. Right? It's about what is underneath and the release and the unearthing of things. Right? So it's not about, even though you know, we may still be orienting towards beauty and niceties and all the things of Libra as we begin with the sun and Libra, it's, there's this base note to the beginning of the month. You know, where we're pulled to the underbelly, right? And things are arising that, you know, have us have to look at deep truths that maybe before we didn't necessarily want to orient towards. Well, that's interesting that you're talking about, you know, things are arising or unearthing because on October 5th, we have, you know, here we are in Scorpio energy and Pluto going direct. We also have Venus going retrograde. So Venus is in Scorpio and Venus, you know, what does Venus represent? Venus is all about, you know, it's the female archetypes, the female energies. It represents love and relationship. But in the sign of Scorpio, it has maybe a little bit deeper, as you're saying, more intense vibe. What would you say about Venus and Scorpio? So Venus and Scorpio, right? The thing that I love, the thing that I value are Scorpio things, you know, really going undercover, right? Mm -hmm. Really looking under the covers, mm -hmm. you know, this orientation to loving deeply, loving passionately, and also loving or valuing, orienting in a really honest, uncovering way, mm -hmm. right? So almost I feel like does Venus and Scorpio usher in this sense of permission, right? Permission to let myself, you know, dive deeper into what really is rich for me. If I'm really honest and going into like how I really feel, you know, what's really rich? What is really a treasure? You know, how do I really want to love myself, 
my life and another. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that also with that Scorpio, the Scorpio element, I also think, you know, Scorpio can be pretty deep and pretty dark. And one of the things that I've been thinking about, and as we're recording this, you know, we've got the the Senate hearings going on, and we have Dr. Blasey Ford giving her testimony. And I just think it's really bringing to light the female pain body, you know, and to me, that's very Scorpio, that's very Pluto. And so here, you know, just at the moment, you know, that that Pluto is going retrograde, you know, it just seems to be unearthing and pulling up some of this dark, painful secrets that maybe we've just really pushed beneath the surface and the surface. And I think it feels very collective to me. You know what I mean? And so that's one of the things I was thinking about as I was like listening to the hearings is, wow, this is some deep, deep female pain stuff, which to me is very Venus in Scorpio. Very Venus in Scorpio. And then with Venus going retrograde, you know, we have this opportunity to go back. You know, I can't help but wonder if even collectively we may retrace our steps to look back upon what has contributed to this, what our experiences are right, where the past may come back up, may rear its head for us to look at what has contributed to how women stand and express themselves and are recognized and acknowledged, you know, by men and by others in society. Right. And I think it also brings in that element, which is so Scorpio, around power. You know what I mean? It's like, how do we deal with power? And how do we deal with that Venus power, which, you know, is a different kind of power than kind of maybe a masculine power, you know? But again, in just watching the hearings, I think you're seeing some of that very Venetian Scorpio power in just standing in the truth. You know, the other thing is you're talking about going back and looking at where we came from. Um, Jupiter went into Scorpio um, last October, right? So if we're kind of like, look, and that was a time when the Me Too movement and, you know, the whole thing with, you know, Harvey Weinstein was starting to come out. So this is maybe a little bit of a deja vu or a little bit of a full circle moment. Yeah, it's interesting, right? That territory that Jupiter first traversed when it went into Scorpio in October, when last October 2017, when this all arose, this is the territory that Venus in Scorpio is revisiting during its retrograde, right? So is it, you know, some sort of, I don't know, like reckoning, right? Or some sort of like going back into that to unearth and bring back and reclaim, right? Mm -hmm. What has arisen since then? Right. And then you've also got, you know, Pluto going direct. And, you know, it's in the sign of Capricorn, which has so much to do with the patriarchy. And so maybe there's a little bit of this, you know, standoff between, you know, the patriarchy and and how we're going forward with that and how we're going to transform the patriarchy. And then also with this empowerment of, of women with this, you know, the Venus and Scorpio. 
Yeah. And it's interesting, right, with at the hearings, it felt very Pluto, too, right? This sort of unearthing of this raw energy and actually really seeing below the surface of what do people conceive, you know, and also who has the power and who doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Even in terms of just mm-hmm. looking at the, the sort of the machinations of the different, um, the orientation of how that committee hearing went. Let's, can we talk a minute too about like, so Venus retrograde, like when Venus goes retrograde, what is your orientation just personally? Like, are there certain things that you do or you think about? Well, because, you know, I'm a Libra and this is my Libra birthday month. Venus is, you know, my ruling planet. And so, you know, during the the Venus retrograde and any time that your ruling planet is retrograde, you know, it's probably going to affect you a little bit more than others. Right. So for me, when Venus is retrograde, I feel like it's just a time to like dig in a little bit deeper into my beauty, you know, and I think a lot of times when we think about the word beauty, it seems frivolous, Mm. but actually when we think about beauty on a deeper level, about really the idea of embodying beauty, whether it's, you know, in your relationship with nature or your relationship with yourself or your relationship with the, with the cosmos or the universe. I just really like to feel like I'm deepening into feeling more at one with my beauty. And again, I think it's important to note this is not about looking beautiful. It's that more spiritual kind of sense and archetype of beauty. Mm, Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Deeply beautiful. And what do you do uh, with with the retrograde, the Venus retrograde? So You know, again, thinking about Venus, you know, as the planet of beauty and love and values, Mm. you know, I always find that the retrograde of Venus is a really good time to reevaluate what I value. Right. To turn back and also to see, you know, also, is there any insight from relationships in the past? You know, thinking Mm -hmm. about Venus related to value and riches, related to money. You know, how can I maybe go back to seeing past attitudes or situations, bring them back up for review you know, so that I can move forward when the planet moves forward with more understanding? Yeah, that's right. I sometimes forget that Venus has so much to do with value and what we value and what's really important, right? So we have the new moon in Libra on October 8th. And your new moons, new beginnings, you know, in Libra, Libra can be just kind of a sparkly kind of sign. And, you know, anytime the moon is in the Libra, in Libra, especially a new moon, I think it's where we really think about the balances in our life. You know what I mean? Um, Are we living our life in harmony? Is there anything that we need to bring a little bit of a, a new balance to? And so, you know, the thing about Libra, I think people think, about Libra is always in balance. But I think the secret about Libra, and I know this as a Libra, is we're actually always striving for balance. And so sometimes with that Libra energy, there's a tendency to go from one extreme to the other. And so with that new moon, I think it's the perfect opportunity to like, look at where's middle ground, you know, where is that balance point? And also, you know, maybe what changes do we need to make to be able to make that happen and sustain it. 
I love that. And because I think a lot of people, as you say, think that Libra is about like, it's that perfect balance, that perfect order. But oftentimes it's really the process of bringing those things back into order, right? To have that, mm -hmm. like, what do I need to recalibrate? You know, what do I need to re have a re-equation of so that I can find more harmony and more peace? So with the new moon, it's new, you know, creating a new cycle and new beginnings in harmony and order relationships. Right. That's right. Because, you know, Libra does rule relationships. And I always think that when the new moon is in Libra, it's a wonderful time to kind of like, you know, reevaluate, you know, where you're at and what the balance are in your relationships. And, you know, Libra is also, you know, Libra is a truth seeker. And so maybe this is a time to like clear the air and, you know, really speak truthfully about what's going on so that you can really kind of look at bringing your relationship back into a new sense of balance. Yeah, I love that. That's really perfect for the Libra new moon. So then the next lunation is the Taurus full moon. So after the sun goes into Scorpio on the 23rd of the month, the day after we have the full moon with the moon in Taurus and the sun in Scorpio. And that will be October 24th. Exactly. And then that is an interesting one, right? Because when we were talking about it before, we saw that it connected, it brought in not only Venus, which already is sort of the one of the stars mm, right? of the month, but also Uranus. So what do right. you think about that? Like just the layers Urgh. of the, all of that? Well, I think it is a very layered moon. You know, like you're saying, we've got the Venus energy there. And, you know, normally full moons in Taurus, I, I really look at them as kind of yummy moons. You know, Taurus is very sensual. And I just feel like it's just that wonderful time where you can just really dig in and, you know, uh, commune with your different senses. You know, when I think about a full moon in Taurus, um, I just think about, you know, a great dinner party with all my friends and I'm cooking great food and I'm going barefoot. And of course, all the food <laughs> is coming from the garden, you know. So it's got that very yummy kind of energy. And then we bring in the Venus retrograde in Scorpio, you know, I think it just like you're saying, it's adding that deeper level, deeper layer. Uranus makes me nervous. It does <laughs> say why. Well, Uranus to me is always about surprises. And yes, Uranus always is great about breaking through and, you know, opening yourself up to new and higher energies. But my full moon in Taurus just kind of wants to hunker in there <laughs> and eat ice cream. And then Uranus's might be kind of like, wake up and smell the coffee. So I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, what are your thoughts on Uranus, you know, joining this moon? I think, you know, this already has been such a Uranian time of shocks and surprises and, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And all of that. And then to have it really connected with that full moon. Um I think that it is going to be the unexpected, right? Mm -hmm. And the what we can't necessarily anticipate. But again, how can you orient towards that, right? Mm -hmm. How can you, instead of waiting for the surprises to come, how can you surprise yourself? 
Right. right? And maybe surprise yourself in that Torian way, you know, or be surprised by yourself. Like, oh, this is what I find to be delightful, right? Mm -hmm. Or this is what I find with Venus to be pleasurable. Like, Mm -hmm. keeping that open mind, Mm -hmm. that may be a way to sort of channel that Uranian energy. That said, you know, I have to watch when I get to be a little bit too Pollyanna-ish. Yes, it could also be that, oh my God, are you know, again, are you kidding? Like, I didn't see this coming, right? And maybe even collectively, we may see that. Maybe there's surprises related to Venus, right? Related to money, related to beauty, or related to the feminine, right? Right. And remember the moon, you know, she's a feminine kind of energy. And yeah, that's right. You're all, you know, as you're bringing in the money piece again, I always consider, the, you know, Taurus and Scorpio to be a money polarity, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, what we value. You know, do we invest our values in, you know, in earthly things or Scorpio? Do we invest our value in more like spiritual ways of being? So, yeah, that's a really interesting, you know, another again, we're talking about this layer cake of the full moon in Taurus. Yeah, and without crystal balling, we don't have any crystal balls, to go back to something that you brought up earlier when we were talking about the Senate hearing happened to take place on September 27th when the moon was in Taurus. Oh, and wow. we had okay. that Uranus tie-in. So again, with Venus retrograde, will somehow we be revisiting in a way that may also be surprising to us something that has resonance with what occurred, what got stirred? I love stirred for like a Scorpio term back then. Yes, and I think this is just, you know, it's so much fun to, you know, look at things from the timing, the astrological timing, and, you know, the context that it kind of brings. And boy, there's just a lot of synchronicity, a lot of Scorpio synchronicity, I think, happening right now. Exactly. I completely agree. And I'm thinking, too, last thing, can I say one more thing about the yeah, yeah, Taurus of full course. moon? I always think about Taurus full moons, right? Scorpio and Taurus are both very sensual signs. Well, Mm -hmm. Taurus is sensual and Scorpio is more sexual, right? Mm -hmm. So it is a very sultry Mm -hmm. time, I always find, you know, in terms of like what turns you on, what brings you deeper and how you orient through your senses with pleasure, but the pleasure that resonates on a really deep level versus a more superficial level. And maybe since Venus is retrograde, we're taking a different look at that and we're allowing ourselves to be surprised. Like, oh, I didn't think that I liked that. I didn't think that that turned me on. (laughs) I think that Taurus moon just got a a lot more yummy. (laughs) No, that's good. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that that's really a powerful element, you know, and maybe that's what part of what can be uncovered, you know, with that Venus retrograde and Scorpio, you know. So, you know, this also Venus retrograde, Venus, Venus, Venus. So I, the tarot card for the month, um, I decided would be the Empress card. And in 
the tarot, of course, the empress is ruled by Venus. And the archetype of the empress is the divine feminine. And in most decks, the empress, you know, she's not like a 24-year-old. She's She represents wisdom. You know, I always say it's, you know, and she's very much about the wisdom of love. And she brings out the element that you're talking about, about pleasure. And a lot of times we forget with Venus, Venus is Aphrodite. And so there is that element of Venus that is about pleasure and fulfillment and really allowing ourselves to kind of unfold and allow ourselves to be fulfilled in these very sensual ways and also emotionally and from the heart. And so, you know, the other thing that I love about the Empress, you know, in most decks, you know, she's actually pictured on a a, a chase lounge and she's just mm-hmm. lounging there, you know what I mean? And she's surrounded by the flora and the fauna. And so, like, she's just so in her element. And she's very much the, you know, to me, the Taurus aspect of Libra, excuse me, of Venus, because Venus also rules Libra, of really like Earth Mother, grounded in her body, grounded in her sensuality, and grounded in her in, in pleasure. So the Empress very much, I mean, if you had to like, you know, just like uh, put it in a few short words, it would be really the wisdom of love. How beautiful. I'm thinking, too, when you were talking about the grounded, I was thinking about, I mean, it's all month because of this focus on Venus, but that Taurus full moon, Mm -hmm. that like grounded pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Empress. I'm yes. going to put the Empress up on my altar. Yes, that would be month. a, you know, because full moons are such a great time for ritual, you know? So, yes, everybody put your Empress card on your altar. I think that's a great, that's a great thing to do. Well, Stephanie, do you, do you have any wellness suggestions for us for the month of October? So, I was thinking about that, and there's several, but I thought the one that I would highlight is a flower essence called scarlet monkey flower. Scarlet monkey flower is a flower essence that helps us to own and accept the range and the depth of all of our feelings. So while all of this Venus energy is so strong in October, right? several weeks of the month are also the strong Libra energy. Right. And with Libra wanting there to be beauty and accord, sometimes we don't necessarily want to rock the boat. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we tap into feelings that I assume will probably continue to be rising within all of us personally, collectively, about injustice and rage right. and sorrow and upset, all these feelings may start to stir. But we may, on the other hand, have this propensity to, I just want to keep the balance. So I can express my anger. I can express my upset. Or even thinking if we're really coming from a archetypal Libra perspective, anger is ugly. No, we only mm-hmm. want beauty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So what do we do, right? We tamp it down. We suppress it. We push it down to the underworld. But it does not disappear. And it comes out in lots of different shadow ways. Mm-hmm. Scarlet monkey flower reminds us that all of these emotions can be sourced in beauty and contribute to beauty so that we can own the range of them 
our, the holistic orientation and encapsulation of all of our feelings so that we can more freely move with them, express them, and embody them. Mm, oh, that's lovely. And I love that you, you know, tie it into, so we didn't really talk about anger and rage. And anytime you're in Pluto area, you know, anytime you're in <laughs> Scorpio land, you know, you're in some pretty primal kind of energies. And so I love that you're giving us permission, you know what I mean, to kind of be with those energies and to not judge them, you know, and to really find different ways of moving them and expressing them. I think that's just really very healing. Mm. I love this notion of permission. I did a workshop the other day, and this was a word that many people used after we spoke about Venus retrograde, permission. You know, so mm. I'm thinking about this for the month, like, mm -hmm. what can I give myself permission to do or to feel? You know, what areas of all of our lives have we not given ourselves permission to engage with? Mm -hmm. That's good. That's so good, 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 good. I am looking forward to October. I think it's going to be a very interesting month. I think there's going to be lots of opportunities to dig in deep and commune and explore everything from our rage and anger to the most beautiful parts of our being. I agree. I agree. So that wraps up another episode of So Divine. Thank you so much for joining us. And speaking of thank you, we need to thank some people. Yeah, so we want to give a big shout out to our producers here at Cloud Studios in Capitol Hill in Seattle, as well as our producer, Sebastiano Tecchio. And we want to thank all of you out there for listening to So Divine. And, you know, we love it when you subscribe and give us a great rating because that keeps us motivated. And thank you to all of you. And we'd love to hear from you. We love your feedback, letting us know what inspired you, how this may have oriented with your life, and what you might want to see on future episodes. So please reach out to us at SoDivineVentures at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. Megan, you are at? I'm at Megan Sees on Instagram and author Megan Skinner on Facebook. My website's MeganSkinner.com. And Stephanie, you are? On Instagram, I'm at Stephanie underscore Galing. On Facebook, I'm at Facebook backslash Planetary Apothecary. And StephanieGaling.com. And we usually post a lot throughout the month, so we will be keeping you updated. Thanks again for listening to So Divine. Thank you. Have a great month. <music>